The underdog is howling. This is Stanford Steve and the Bear. Ah, yes. A home team getting points. What's better than that? We're here. The four. Remember in Hoosiers when he said how many passes? Coach four Dale. Passes. Four! Four! Well, what, what does the tape measure say? Ten feet, Coach. Ten feet. I believe you'll find the exact same measurements <laughs> back at our gym in Hickory. <laughs> uh, we're here. We're going to be there. Come to find out. We Both will. of us own entities. Uh, can't wait to get there. Never been to Minneapolis. We'll talk Minneapolis. We'll talk Bears to-do list <laughs> when he gets to Augusta. As we'll do some Augusta sure, props. Absolutely. This. We're not going to be able to I'm do done, a pod next pro, week. I'm done a prop, but we'll, I'll give you an idea of what yeah, I'm dude, thinking right throw now. Throw some numbers yeah. around. We're not crunching them. Yeah. We're just throwing them against the wall. Yeah. Um, but we got the four here, uh, Bear. Minneapolis, it's Texas Tech, it's Michigan State, it's Virginia, and it's Auburn. And I know the traditionalists, and then people have been talking about it all week. You know, they wanted Zion. They wanted Cal Perry. I, I, I. I'm I a like Duke, it. Yeah, I'm a Duke fan, and I got no issues here, man. These four teams are so deserving because they played their best when they needed to play their best, and it's awesome. Uh, I, I can't wait to see how the games fall out, but that Elite Eight, uh, I'm, 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 I'm still hurt from the Purdue money line. I'm sorry, Brutal. Scott rubbed it in. Absolutely. Are you with me that the that the money line was a worse beat than the, with the spread? With the spread, you saw it coming in overtime. Oh yeah, once it got right? to overtime, yeah. you, you knew you knew you were money line, the money right. line was oh. they, they had the game won. You couldn't grab a read at. And, and as I said, I thought watching it live, the Ty Jerome tried to miss the free throw on purpose because that ah. was, that was the play, and because and because it, it was executed perfectly. <sighs> miss it, tip out, play shot. It was. Perfection. Unbelievable. So I'm like, unbelievable that they pulled it off. It's like a movie script. And, and the, then he admits, yeah, I, I just kind of short-armed it, and he got the exact bounce that you would have wanted had you been trying to do it. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. But but you're uh, right. And, but the heads-up play by Clark to get it ahead. Unbelievable pass. And, almost just like perfect. <laughs> be able to turn and shoot all one motion. And then my man, Mamadi, you know, the presence who just got to get rid of it. Yep. Catch, catch and throw. And you go back and look, and you look at Clark like he made a decision. You know, who do you think you want to get to Jerome? You want to get it to Guy? They're covered. Yeah, and he, he saw it. Yep, just got who, the tip who, of the ball. Who's it's got over. the best look? Um, but I mean, I just brutally, brutally sad for for Purdue still, That's and about. everybody that wants to pile on Klein about the missed free throw. Like, hey, they're not even near this game if it's not for that kid. No, so get off. No, they had an unbelievable game against Tennessee. Sickening stuff. R- ridiculous. I mean, Carson was great. Ugh. But I, what you mentioned, though, all four, you talk about redemption, all four teams have a kind of a redemption-type storyline. Virginia, from last year, the embarrassment of being the first team ever to lose to a 16. Yep. Michigan State being bounced in the first weekend the previous three years, twice by a double-digit seed. Uh, Texas Tech unranked in the preseason to, to now you're on the top 10 to your three seed. You know, embarrassing loss in the first game of the Big 12 tournament to West Virginia, which I think caused me to underestimate them, underestimate them quite a bit. Yep. And then Auburn with Bruce Pearl with everything that he has uh, been through with all the allegations and uh, against him and what he had against Tennessee. So a whole lot of... A whole lot of redemption here this Final Four. It's good. Four, four, four fresh stories. Awesome. I think Virginia has a chance to be the best redemption story in, in college sports in a long, long time, man, because of their 
the way they handled it last year. And I know people are, if you're sick and tired, I'm sorry, because I think it's awesome and it needs to be talked about more because all this, think about how long their year was um, with all the, you know, social media with just, just not, not right. And uh, they've used it as fuel. And, uh, you know, I, I found it interesting that, um, you know, booking for Van Pelt show, we got three of the four final four coaches on the show uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. And Virginia, I reached out immediately. Their their staff just says, we respectfully decline. We will do whatever you want after the season. Um, they are, I like the way they're yeah, approaching they, they this. Were, they were like that entering the tournament as well. Yes. So um, with that, uh, let's get into it. Are you surprised that Virginia's not the night game? I am. No, I, I, I think, I think the, the way, I think the way CBS views it, uh, I, I think Michigan State is the biggest name, the biggest probable market fan base. Really? And then you got Texas Tech. I think they think they can tap into a little bit of the, the, the Dallas, the, some of those okay. Texas television markets. I think, I think that's probably, and it's a little bit of a closer spread. So that's probably what they're looking at. Oh, you think they look at those things? No. <laughs> we're, we're giving CBS too much credit, I'm sure. Um, uh, so the Virginia game is first. Uh, like I said, we'll be there. Are you courtside or are you in the truck? I am courtside. With? I am with court, courtside with Sean McDonough and Dick Vitale. Wow. Yes, sir. A lister. And we'll get to what you're doing you, you, after the game say, Monday. Did, did, did after. You, did, you, did you not remember my wonderful appearance last year? And That's uh, right. Before, you're nearly getting Jeez. run over by the, uh, the, the player in the ball game. Uh, that's. <laughs> Yes, I do now. Now you're mentioning it. Maybe that'll be a one shining moment this year. <laughs> um, all right, Virginia minus five and a half, one thirty and a half. Tip off six oh nine p.m. Eastern. We'll be there. It's Central. I got yep. Central always screws me up there. I got. I got. I got to get. I got to get accustomed to that. I'm Vegas. My watch never switched over. My I was watch, three hours. My watch ahead. broke. By the way, so really? Yeah. So I'm, I'm watchless right now. Oh. Um. I. I said this on Daily Wager yesterday. You were on uh, yep. with us and, and Doug. They'll never admit it. I think Virginia likes this matchup. Um, they know uh, they probably haven't played as hectic a style. Um, you know, I'm not going through their schedule right now, but like just thinking of ACC, no one plays like Pearl does um, and, and his Tigers. And they've even amped up the chaos uh, in their style of play, I think. It was just. You know, running people around the perimeter. Um, thought it was amazing how Hero just was out of the game. I know Cal Perry made a point to get the ball to Washington, but Hero was just, I mean, just watched him stand still for so much of the game. And then once Auburn gets it rolling, man. You knew, you knew in the first it. half when Auburn wasn't hitting shots. And they were hanging and around. I is second half. This is a, where is the halftime line? Give it to me. You, 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 no, you knew it. I still thought that Kentucky had another gear. I did. I, I I wasn't there at halftime, but once the ten minute mark, I was like, "Holy, like it's it's happening." Um, Harper is the key, and we're going back to this Virginia thing. I think they like it because they have a guy that could, if as as tough a guard as as Harper can have, because he is lightning with the ball. And then those last ten minutes in overtime, he was a man amongst boys against Kentucky. Uh, but I think Clark is a guy that can bother him a little bit mm-hmm. and not let him go as fast as he and Coach Pearl want to go. Does that make sense it to does. you? It does. makes total sense. Okay. Um, so from that standpoint, I think Virginia likes what they have on defense against Auburn's offense, and I think they're disciplined on offense to get what they want against Auburn's defense. 
I, I agree, and, and and I mentioned this yesterday on the show as well that I think another reason Virginia likes this matchup is because the unfortunate inj- uh, injury to Okiki. I, I think he's a big deal uh, on the defensive end. He's a big deal in helping out rebounding, and we saw the key to the Purdue game for Virginia were the offensive rebounds. Well, were they at 17 or 18, I think it was, in the game? And obviously the big tip on the missed free throw. Uh, I, I think his presence or lack thereof is a uh, is a big problem for, for Auburn trying to generate second-chance points yeah. off of those long misses on the numerous threes that they're going to be, be putting up. Because it, it, if Virginia defends the, the way they did throughout the course of the entire season – uh, then and Auburn's not going to be getting many open looks. It, it, the amazing thing, in the tournament on open looks, Auburn's hitting like 67% of their threes. It's like nearly automatic. Mm-hmm. Um, and Purdue, I mean, now granted, Klein and Carson Edwards, Edwards were, were throwing shots up from places that you don't normally shoot, but Purdue shot over that over their defense and made, yep. some, made some shots. And if Harper and those guys can get hot, then, then, then we'll see if uh, – Maybe they can they can hang around in this one for a while. I found it very interesting um, in our coaches' interviews. I'll talk about Chris Beard and Izzo uh, when we do that game. But Pearl admitted last night he's like, "I know Virginia's going to dictate the tempo." Now he he's pretty good at at, <laughs> at, at, at not telling the truth uh, in interviews and, and blowing the opponent <laughs> up. Um, so I thought that like you know he came out and said that, which is very very interesting to me because. I, he's he's a mastermind man. He is he's unbelievable at what he does. Uh he it it I getting to it, I don't think he believes it. I think he has enough factors in there with Harper, you know, you mentioned the other guys that he can do some things to to hurry the game up, if you will. Yeah, and and I, and I think he's going to have to because the, the obviously the more possessions the better the better chance that I think Auburn has in this game. Um, Couldn't agree more. It, 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 it's interesting though because I, I you talked about Bruce and saying thing. He gets his teams to respond and play well in, in these types of games when they're an un, you, you lose you, you beat Kentucky. You're an underdog against Carolina. You blow them out. Mm-hmm. Like, he's been an underdog nine times in the tournament now as head coach. Seven and two against the number. Five outright wins and two gut wrenching last second one point losses. I mean, he gets his teams to to rise up and play well in situations that uh, the, the experts, so to say, didn't necessarily think that they had uh, much of a chance. Uh, with that being said, I, I after the Elite Eight, um, I, I can't give points. I'm I'm I, I'm I'm looking at the, like the first half here. I'm not sure. Like I'm, I'm I don't like a side in that game. Uh, I was looking at the what did we kick around the uh, first half last night? Yeah, was kicked, sixty yeah, yeah. and a half. Yeah, that's, that seems kind of high. It um, seems like it seems like it's an under type. I, I just I, I keep thinking of these backdrops, bear, and oh, 60, uh, 60 and a half. Well, I would lean under there. I was gonna say both teams gonna get into the thirty. That's the first a, half. I don't I don't see it. I don't see it, and and it's crazy when. To me, when Auburn when you slow Auburn down, when they don't get those transition buckets. They even play smaller because then Harper just runs it down and just plays that high ball screen action. Yep. So that shot clock's down to eight before you know it. Um, so that I I'd lean under first half there if I had to play in the game. Um, the issue is how I don't think if Auburn's trailing, they're not going to stop fouling 
at the end. So Correct. that over is that I would lean over there. Correct. That's a good point. If I we we talked about Virginia and the redemption in the path, and you still look at their road here, they still haven't played like a great game. Now they had a great comeback and made a great play in a great game against Purdue, and they played well in that game. Yeah, but Gardner Webb trail big early. You come back and win. Oklahoma they never really. Never really felt like they were going to lose, but it was kind of just a ho hum type game. Oregon very easily could have won that game, comfortable cover for the Ducks the entire way. And, and then the Purdue game where they came back, they made the play, they won. So I, while I don't necessarily feel like I want to lay points, it, you almost just get the sense that Virginia's finally going to play the type of in, in like a short little tournament now that they're in. I think they can apply a lot. Like in the regular season, the way they approach game to game, mm-hmm. I, I think they can kind of take that mentality now. Where okay, it's it's like a it's like a Thursday Saturday deal, in the, or a Sunday in the where you get your day off and you got two games. And I think they can approach it. And maybe this little two game stretch, they'll be comfortable and they'll play uh, one of their better games of the year. They saw while well, I guess it. While I hate laying points, I think if I had to play the game aside, I would lay the points with Virginia. I do think one of the uh, the props to look at here for the game, uh, DeAndre Hunter's uh, point prop is 14.5. He had a terrible offensive game against Purdue. Oof, made Brutal. two big free throws. He did make the big free throws, yeah. and he played really well defensively yes, times. Did. But uh, I think 14.5, I, I would think he will show up in this game okay. and, and go over that 14.5. One thing I will point out, and I try and do this all the time in, in underdog, and I remember talking to you about it at the Westgate, uh, Superbook, um, on, on the second day of the tournament is I always try looking at it. You know, we talk about underdogs all the time. If how much of a different of a game is it if the, if the, if the favorite is leading or if the underdog's leading? Virginia does not want to trail in this game. I think they have to play from ahead against Auburn because then Auburn, can really turn it on if they have the lead. So if if you're if you're playing Auburn, this is something you know maybe live betting in in game or whatever. I think it's very critical that that Virginia plays with the lead in this game because you saw how frantic it got with Purdue. You know, I mean they were it was that close to to, to Boston, and, and, and that's something know? they really haven't done for much of the tournament. I mean, Bart, throw the first round. Yeah, but this is a different this animal. Is whole, Auburn's totally different. a different yep, animal. Absolutely. And when that swoon comes, man, it, it, you don't even know what's happening. Harper's by you. It's layups. It's kick out threes. It's, it, it could get, it, it could get ugly. Now, I know it's the final four and I know it's Virginia and I know they're the best defensive team across the board. I'm just saying, take them before you go all in on just, just take a second and think about, you know, what this game might look like if, if the underdog was, was leading. That's all. Right. And if you, you mentioned the underdogs out, You've got two teams in this Final Four that won their Sweet 16 and Elite games, both as an underdog. Texas Tech was a dog. Yeah. Both their games won. Auburn was a dog. Both their games won. If you go back and look, there have been seven seven top five seeds that have won their Sweet 16 and Elite 8 games as a dog and then were an underdog to a top four seed in the Final Four. Those seven teams were one and six outright, two and five against the number. Kansas in '91 was a dog when they beat UNC. UNC. Everybody, everybody thought we were going to get the the uh, after the the big upset. We thought we were going to get UNC and, and Duke in yeah. the final and got Dean got, got thrown got, out. Got, got Kansas. So uh, a, a lot of times, you know, that people might think, oh, the under they're they're here now. They're 
They're, they're playing well. They're going to continue the momentum, continue the trend. Only one of them has gone on and won the uh, the semifinal game. So is it a total handicapping tool for this weekend? No, but it's just a, a cool little historical note to maybe think about when you're when right. you look at the games. All right. Uh, next game I, I don't have as much on. I just want to sit back and watch this one. I'm hoping uh, a nice Virginia writer or an Auburn writer will uh, go to the back and, and write about Monday night's game, and I could steal their seat at press row right up front, maybe next to you. Um, for this, for the nightcap, <laughs> uh, Michigan State right now, two and a half point favorite, Texas Tech, uh, 132 and a half, the up and down. I would lean under in this game, but like I said, these are two of the most resilient teams, I think, in the tournament. Um, and when I say resilient, I think more uh, about fearless and, and just being tough. Uh, and I found it really interesting that Chris Beard told us last night, um, he knows, he told his team, they're not going to out-tough Michigan State, which I found really, really interesting. And It's a little wh- psychological ploy, though. No, no, no. I, you, I, you, I, tell, I you tell 19, 20-year-old kids, that. they can't, they won't. Yep. Then. But I also think that's also a gear to maybe, like, everyone has this Michigan State slowdown feel. The reason they beat Duke is because they upped the tempo and Correct. they beat Zion back yep. down the court every time in the first half. Um, so I... This is the same thing, 132. Both teams, what's that, 65 each? I'm mm-hmm. not good at math. Yes. I, 67, 65. We saw what Texas Tech and Michigan look like. That was hard to watch. Right? Whew. Now, Cassius Winston's a totally different, totally different animal. And as much, as good as Simpson is, um, I'll take Cassius Winston reading defenses and passing the ball and getting into what his team should get into over probably any point guard in the country. I still think the teams are going to buckle down. Three points made is going to be huge in this game. But I think with these two teams, they're going to be so much more contested than each team is is used to playing against. Um, I would lean under the total in this game. Um, and I could, I could. the problem is I could see both these teams cutting the nets down Monday night. It's yes. so hard to pick this game. That, 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 that's the great thing about getting back to what we started on saying with these four teams. I mean, I'm sure you go back and look, but off the top of the head, off the top of my head, like this is the first time in a, in a bit, few years, that you could see any one of these four teams win and you wouldn't be shocked. Would you be surprised maybe if Auburn won? Maybe you might be surprised, but you wouldn't be shocked if any of the like, last year Villanova was heads and tails mm. above everybody. Yeah. Year before that, you knew it was either going to be North Carolina or Gonzaga. The year before that, you knew North Carolina and Villanova were the two best teams. Mm-hmm. So it, it's for the first time in a while that I think there's a real bit of intrigue as to, you know what? Any one of these teams could win. And I think that's probably what makes it great. Three balls made. That's all I can think of in this 14 game. And like, a half, 14 and a half over under. That's that. That's the I, I, total. It seems like a lot. Yeah, I was gonna say whoever wins that, whoever has more wins the game. I think that I think the game is that tight. Um, and when I look at these games, and the other thing is free throw shooting. Um, Michigan State has missed a lot of free throws at a lot of key times this year. Uh so those are two factors, and I just don't know which way they're gonna go <laughs> because the both teams and both coaches are so darn good. Um, so I, I honestly, like, I just want to sit back and watch this game. I, I, I honestly, I have zero interest in having money on the game. Yeah, I, I, I like. Do what, I sound like a coward saying that? No, you don't. Okay. Because, all because I feel like it. 
So I'm here for the people. People, people are, 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 are going to people want to hear. They want people info. People are going to give you crap, but you're giving a lean on some sides and some right. other things. And Thanks, three, three, three points. We we got you. you okay. know, all because of the game going on doesn't mean you need to play it. All right. But I don't like really the the side either. Mm. Again, I guess I just don't have a, a, a grasp on what. I mean, I guess if I if I if you had to play a side, I might lean Michigan State because I I mean uh, Texas Tech because I do think. Beard will figure out a way to limit Winston as a scorer and maybe make someone else do the scoring, whether it's Henry, whether it's, whether it's McQuaid, whether it's going, mm-hmm. anyone. I think someone else is going to have to score because I do think Beard will figure out a way to make Winston more of a distributor of the basketballs. Because so far, Izzo has done an unbelievable huh. job get make having Winston be both. He's put him in situations where they've needed a basket where he is the go-to guy as opposed to the distributors. He's been he's been great. If I if I had to make one play on this game, mm-hmm. I think it would be the the largest lead prop is 12 and a half. I don't see either one of these two teams getting away from the other. What is it? It's 12 and a half for the wow. largest lead. So you're saying not, no. Uh, I, I I don't think okay. I don't think anybody'll lead by 13 in this one. I would be I would be surprised. I always said I wouldn't be shocked if anybody, if any of these four teams won. I'd be I'd be shocked if this turned into a blowout one way or another. Very interested to see um, what Izzo does to attack Odiasi and and um, Tariq Owens. It was really evident he was not fearful of Zion on defense, and they continually went at him, put him in ball screens, put him in high pick and low pick and rolls. Um, and at the end, the game on the line sets up Goins for for a three ball. You know, knowing that 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 Zion was going to be sagging off down low. This is a totally different matchup for Odiasi and Owens after facing Clark and Hachimura. You know, they're it's way more physical this this time mm-hmm. around. But I think Beard will have them ready for that. If that makes any sense, yeah. like, they're not going to have to cover as much ground right. as they did against Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. And Gonzaga is going to push way more and spread you out way more. And Michigan, Michigan State. I mean, you saw Ward just early on back and back and down and missed a couple huge bunnies against Duke. So those three bigs against Texas Tech's two bigs, I think, is the game. Three points made. Um, anything else on the game? Who plays Monday night? Let's give the people that. I'll say Virginia, Texas Tech. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Virginia. Just because I have to. I'm gonna go. The, I'm gonna. I'm gonna take Michigan State. I just cash just wins tonight. Nothing, I, I can't, it, can't do it. it, it it's flip so, a coin. We'll see. It really is. Uh let's get to some Masters props. Sure. After this. Wow! Look at it. Uh, it, 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 it spring sunshine. Amen Corner. Pimento cheese. Springtime is here. The azaleas are blooming. And Tiger Woods is in major contention once again. Hello, friends. That was that was mediocre. How many years? How many years for you? Uh fourteen was my first one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Alright. Yeah. Alright. Half half a decade. Yeah, so it's it's, it's been good. Alright. Um, what's the, what, I mean, come on, I never been, this is it for me, probably bucket list wise. Oh, that's great. Um, you know, I, I, talking to people here, um, you know, that are, they're going to be working the event, mm-hmm. just talk about how, 
you're working. Yes. You know, you're Correct. you guys you guys are Correct. in there. Now you're in you're in the cabin with old Van Pell well, now. I mean, uh, Scott and I are up at Butler on Thursday and Friday when we are on the air from three to five thirty or uh-huh. six. We said whatever it is. All right. And then, and then you you know you're just getting those egg, chicken sandwiches, egg salad, pimento sal- cheese egg, egg just salad, brought to you whenever chicken, like snap of the fingers. Well, see, and here here's the great thing: the new media center. Oh, which is I forgot! Un- unbelievable. It's built like a sports book. It, it's unbelievable. It's <laughs> gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Like when I, I might just like if I ever get kicked out of my house, I might just ask if I can like just stay there. It's, it's just <laughs> beautiful. But the the walk um, to our television studio on the driving range. You've got to go through the media center, so you just kind of go in there. And I'm like, once I'm once I'm at the TV compound, from basically we're on early Sports Center. So we're talking we're talking about six thirty, seven in the morning before the first Sports Center hits. I'm there until I leave for Butler at like two. Okay, so it's yeah, load up get egg salad sandwich. All right, chicken sandwich. Load up some some waters for the. For the, for the for the day, uh huh, and, and we're good. And you're good, bunker down. Um, all right. So, I mean, it's our first guest. We got numbers out there. I know a bunch of numbers yep. changed um, since you know. Yeah. And, they, and they I heard Mitch and Pauly uh, on Veasan talking about you know how different the numbers have, like how much they're changing. Um, I heard Wes Reynolds talking the other day. What what, what do you, what's the bear? Well, I mean, we got a we got a dot com column coming next week, right? I would think so. All right. So let's go. Give me give me. Uh, Give me, give me two guys in the seventy-five to one hundred and fifty to one range. You got any? Well, I had. Well, I played one guy at one hundred to one at the time that I played him. He's no longer one hundred. All right, to perfect. One. I, I played Cameron Smith. All right. Uh, everybody last. Everybody, I think last year remembers what Jordan Spieth did on Sunday. Mm-hmm. But I think they fail to remember that Cameron Smith also shot sixty-six Ball. and finished fifth. He is a great putter. He's got a couple of top five finishes uh, in majors on, on his slate. He has a, uh, I believe, finished sixth at the uh, recent WGC in Mexico. He played well out west in California, which is a good comp for this course. Uh-huh. If, if if he can put the ball on the green and, and just eliminate big numbers, he if he's on greens regulation, he's not going to make bo- he's not going to make bogeys. He, okay. he, may, he may make a lot of birdies. But he'll he'll make par at worst. I I think he'll be in this. Can he win? We'll find out. But at eighty at a hundred to one, when I got him in a uh, a couple of couple of weeks back, I'm certainly willing to uh to take a shot. So, um, okay, so there's one and there's one in the big range. Yeah, let's let me, move let me, it let me, down let me, a little bit. I was going to say got a forty I, to fifty to one. Well, if you're looking for another mega long shot, as I'm as I'm looking here, uh, in in that crazy ridiculous. Hmm. Maybe Matthew Fitzpatrick wouldn't be the worst play at a hundred to one. Who? Matthew Fitzpatrick. If, okay. you're, if you're looking for someone like I said, right. seventy-five to whatever. But uh, there is another guy out right out there right now at sixty to one who I did play, uh, and, and that's uh, Patrick Cantley. Okay, that's my dad's pick as well. So, oh, uh, all right. Shout out. Yeah, I, I, I think he. Uh, I think he just copied me. All right, I got uh, a question for listen. you. Uh, who do you like out of the former champions here? Out of the former Masters champions, yes. Bubba. Okay. On my site, and on my site's a little crooked, might be some local mm-hmm. action involved there, <laughs> uh, if you know what I mean. Uh, I got Bubba, I just saw a 27 to 1. Yeah. I actually got him at 30 to 1 last week when, when we were out there. 
Patrick Reed, 35 to 1. Patrick Reed, I would consider, if you've got yes, no props on top 20, yes, no props to miss the cut, I might consider taking the no, no top 20 and Patrick's, Patrick Reed to miss the cut. Wow. A little interesting nugget. Give it to uh, me. The, the last seven rounds by the defending Masters champion have all been over par. Including, so you're looking at the final three rounds from Spieth, the year that he blew up and Willett won. Mm-hmm. Then when Willett was reigning champion, he missed the cut, two terrible rounds. And then Sergio last year, two terrible rounds. And prior to winning last year, it wasn't like Patrick Reed had a great Masters track record. He had some unbelievable putting last year, which oh, I think is really, incredible. I think is really unsustainable. So Patrick Mead, I think Reed, it though, at what the price you might get for him. To finish outside the top twenty or to miss the cut, that might be worth a look. Okay, all right. So um, you don't like Reed as a former champion, obviously no. a defending champion. He'll be putting the jacket on this year's. Uh, what else? Um, I think Spieth is going to be the most bet guy. Do you agree? It's hard. I mean, like he's on my sixteen to one. I heard twenty to one. He's twenty to one. Right? That's all based off his finishes. There. But, yeah. but, but I think. But what I, about how he's ball? How, how about his ball striking? That, what about that? <laughs> and his putting is even worse. Oh. But, but seriously, this is going to be a great conversation. I can't wait to talk to to Scott and, yeah. and Andy and Dottie and Curtis next week about it. Like, how do you? What are you approaching? What do you, what do you, what do you expect to see out of Jordan Speed next week? The guy who has been unbelievable at Augusta, or the guy in his last. Eight stroke play events. It reads cut fifty fourth, fifty first, forty fifth, thirty fifth, cut, cut fifty fifth. Mm. That's his eight stroke play events. I'll stay away. He's been brutal. I, I mean, he, he's away. one of the worst on tour in terms of. Play. There are two hundred and fifteen guys qualified statistically. Mm-hmm. He is two hundred and thirteenth in driving accuracy. It's brutal. Wow. That sounds like 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 if I kept stats in Connecticut, that'd be me. <laughs> you been on the fairway, sir. I was gonna say you and you and me at Rockledge. Another ball. Give me another ball. But but that, but that's the thing. If you like it, if you're saying reason, what how he's done this year, be, yeah, you're throwing be, all the be relevant damn, stuff, right? Be, be, be damned. I don't care how he's playing, how he looks. He's twenty something to one. And he's won this thing. And what's Andy North going to say when you say what about Spieth, Andy twenty to one? I think Andy would say. Jordan right now is, is really struggling. He, he 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 used to be the guy that if I needed someone to make a big putt on Sunday to win a major, it would be Jordan Spieth. But but his game right now, he's not in form. He's not striking the ball well off the tee. He's missed a lot of those putts that he normally makes. I don't think Jordan Spieth will win another uh, win another Masters this weekend. All right, uh, all right. So with that, give me your two top picks, John Rom. I love John. Love Romer. I, I think Rom easily could have won two majors last year. Uh, he had a shot seventy five, shot seventy five in the first round last year mm-hmm. at, in the Masters. Mm-hmm. If you take, I know, I know the tournament's four rounds long, yep. but if you look at Friday, Saturday, Sunday, he was two shots better than anybody in the field, and that included when he, he realized he needed to go for it, go for the eagle on the back nine, went in the water, and, and didn't and made a number there. So, look. He's, he reminds me right now of where Kepka was the year mm. before he finally broke through and won the U.S. Open. He was there, uh, contended, didn't quite get there. And I think now in his 
when he burst on the scene a couple of years back in his first master, no master's rookie is going to win. That's not gotcha. a, just not a good situation. Last year was a second go around. He was in it. And I think now he realizes what it takes to win. I, I, I think he's going to put four great rounds together. I think this course is tailor made for Love his it. game. I think he's going to destroy the par fives. Uh, and, and I think he's going to win. I got him a 20 to 1. And, Okay, uh, a, a month or so ago, all right. he's no longer twenty to one. I think he's sixteen um, at Westgate right now. So if you can find Rom somewhere better than sixteen, I, I would take a shot there. So he's my, he, he is definitely my top pick. And and I think Rory, I mean, you can't play him to win at six to one. No, seven to one, eight to one. You just can't. Uh, I, I think your better value is probably just to take whatever money if you can get a small plus maybe to finish in the top ten okay. or the top five. I mean, look. His worst finish in stroke play events is here sixth. Eight to one right now at Westgate. Eight to one. Eh, I don't like single digits at the Masters. It's hard. I, I, now I think what I think maybe what you could do is hope that what do they have the uh, the wire to wire prop up yet? Uh, I don't see it. I mean that, that that's something where I, I know a lot of guys like playing that prop for a situation like this where that can often be a better number than eight to one. Will someone yep. win? And maybe Rory gets out to a big lead instead of Howard Rory at eight to one, or maybe Dustin Johnson, who is what twelve to one or ten to one, you might have a better a, a big gun bleeding, and you got a better price than him wire to wire. But but I think a lot of times some of these top five, top ten finish props are really the way to go. Uh, some because you get some good plus. I think I think last year Rom was like plus two fifty or something like that to finish in the top ten, and Rory was. Plus money to finish in the top ten. I think Spieth was small. Plus money to finish in the top ten. And and, and guys who play so well on this course, I think, are going to continue to play well on this course. And, and instead of trying to beat eighty three or eighty four other guys, yeah, may, may, you, you you cut your uh, yeah you you, you you cut your potential winnings. But I think you got a much better chance potentially to uh, to catch that bet. All right. Uh, wh- one more name. Or no, one more name uh, for for when I I I'd say Bubba potentially. Okay, I mean, yeah, yeah, former yeah, champion. Yeah, gosh, if we're, if we're sitting here two Sundays from now saying three time Masters winner Ooh. Bubba Watson, it, it does be, seem be, like be, he has be, an extra be, gear there, man. It, it would be something. And another another guy who again I don't know. It, Justin Rose is going to take a lot of support. Yep, I, I'm sure. I'm I'm not. I think he's always too short for me in in in, in majors. Uh huh. I mean, Paul Casey is a guy who you go back the last four years. The last four years, only only Jordan, Rory, and Rose have a better combined score to par than Casey. Now he is not known on tour as one of the better closers, one of the better finishers. And he, the only to time, right the, the only time he really contended in a major, he blew up on the weekend. So I I don't know if I could play him at thirty to one, but he's another guy if he's. Good plus money for to finish in the top ten, or you find him in some head to heads uh, with some favorable matchups. Uh, I, I think he's he's someone to look at. But it, uh, I know I'm kind of chickening out on giving you. A, yeah, you sort of are. I, but, I mean, but, come on. Here, here, here's what I'm going to do. Give me though. somebody. Here's what I'm going to do though. I'm going to give you All right. the. Um, here we go. <clears throat> Write it down, people. Pen and paper. Here we go. Seven of the last eight, nine of the last twelve Masters winners, first time major winners. Uh-huh. Ten of the last thirteen major winners were first time major winners. Okay. Twenty four of the last twenty five major winners were ranked in the top thirty. Got it. So odds are we're looking at guys who are top thirty players, haven't won a major. 
Got it. Here's who we're looking at. Yep. Bryson DeChambeau. That's my pick. Ricky Fowler. John Rahm. Xander Shoffley. Paul Casey. Tommy Fleetwood. Tony Finau. Matt Kuchar. Mark Leishman. Patrick Cantley. Gary Woodland. Kevin Kisner. Hideki Batsuyama. Cameron Smith. Alex Norin. Those are all guys in the top 30 who have yet to win a major. And there are some that were better or worse when it comes to finishing in the major. I think you got to look at a couple of guys as well that might be better suited mm-hmm. uh, to go around this course. Again, guys who are playing it for the second or third time, like a Cantley, like a DeChambeau, like a Finau, who last year played the, the tournament after suffering that dislocated ankle, played great on Friday. Killed me in matchups. Oh. Fleetwood, who, Fleetwood, who you mentioned, Rom, uh, Shoffley, Cameron, with all those guys, this is Shoffley. a second or third I go around that. A, a buddy of mine today who I really respect his opinion. Respected uh, he, friend. He, he, he likes, he, he likes Shoffley as Boy. well. And I know, uh, uh Joe Pita, who, um, follow him on Ooh. Twitter. His, his master's, in. his master's preview is fantastic. You love it. That's your Bible. And it is my Bible. And he, uh, his top pick is one of those guy. I don't want to, I'm not going to give, give no. it, I'm no. not going to steal Joe's thunder and tell you right. who he picked. I want you to go out and get Joe's book. So I, I believe it's Magic Rat SF. Sounds I think right. it's his Twitter handle. So uh, g- g- download his book. It's an easy read. But yeah, one of his, one, one of his uh, his top pick is one of those uh, guys in that top thirty group that I that I mentioned. All right, our other researcher Jay Mack, who's with us on SportsCenter, he'll be at Augusta with yes, you. Yes, he will. He's in your same house, right? I believe so. Yep. Uh, he's going with Kepka. There's nothing wrong with that. All right. Hey, hey, he's, he's riding won, the lightning. He's won three. Of, he's, <laughs> this guy's won three of the last six majors. Uh, and I believe the host, the bald man with the glasses, is leaning towards Mister Finau. So we're gonna okay. have to, we're gonna have to double check with him. You, you know, the, so. I, I love Finau, and I had him. What I had guy. him at uh, at Shinnecock last year at a big number. And uh, the only thing I worry about with Finau mm-hmm. is. He still has only won one PGA Tour event, and it was like uh, the split week event with WG. With a, I think it was the Prairie Girl Open that he won. Mm-hmm. It, it was a short field, abbreviated field, uh, the week of a, of a WGC. He has yet to win, to win a full field type. But hey, you're talking about a guy there that can string together a bunch of birdies in a row. Yeah. And, and with how well he played He's last hot. year, He's injury. Hot. Uh, injured, I, I, he would not be a surprise to me if he did ultimately want to win him. Um, I'm going to say DeChambeau. 20 to 1 okay. right now. I'm going with him. I, I, that's, not a, that's, that's not a bad pick at all. Who leads after Saturday? Who leads at, who, who who leads going into Sunday? Yeah. One name. Brooks Kepka. All right. Kepka. How about that? And you say he loses it on Sunday. I, I'll say I have a one-shot lead. All right. Uh, all right. We're going to get a meal in, in Minneapolis. Yeah, we got to figure out it. We we got to figure out a place to go there. I remember. Uh, gosh, the I got to la- figure out when you're free. I mean, you're just working all the yeah, time. Exactly. God, McDonough's uh, got, got running around like nuts. Well, can't, we can't talk bad Dickie about Dickie V. It. Oh, you got to go get breakfast with Dickie V. Yeah, we'll have some morning sports center hits on. That's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Absolutely, <laughs> we'll, we'll be holding the camera. Gosh, the last time I was in Minneapolis was the uh, what was was the Arizona Arizona Duke final four. Wow, that was a long time ago. Long time ago. Had a great had a great dinner with uh, with Rob Lemley. 
who okay. uh, and, and Barry Sachs. All right. It was it was and then we capped off the evening at the Canterbury Card Club. Whoa. At Canterbury Downs racetrack. Played some sure cards. It was name great. on your seat at that it place. It was great. It was awesome. Uh, it was so much fun. All right. Well, we'll be there Saturday. I think we're going to do some stuff with game day on camera. Can, can I can I crush you we, for a second? Oh, why? What did I do? Now? Steve's wearing a, a Colorado jacket here, and it just really is. It, it, it's driving a stake right through my heart. Because because we had Colorado with fifty to one to win the NIT. Oh, and they they I mean they they ran out of gas. They they got a bad bad. They got the bad end of the draw when they had a short turnaround. And had to go to Texas, yep. but then they covered. And, and then last year in oh, no, the uh, and then last year in the last man standing, the the college football oh. ETS eliminator, we got down pretty deep, and the weekend we lost. I think there were like seven people left, and we had Colorado plus the uh, seven and a half against Utah. Buffs got up big, and then just completely Happened. pitched the tent and <laughs> folded up shop. Uh, all right, I'm getting a lot of a lot of things about runions for wings. I think I might have to head there Sunday for lunch. Okay. Uh, if you're around. I will but be that's, around. That's, that's penciled in right now. All right. All right. Maybe we can go watch the, uh, the final round of the Valero Texas Open on, on, on Sunday afternoon. You like that Ricky's playing that? I do like it. Okay. Cause, I, cause I, I think it's a good opportunity for, for players who might want to just maybe try and tweak something yeah. or try to work on something. Maybe they want to introduce a different shot or club. Work I, on a new I, club. I think, I think it's a good, instead of, Practice instead of working on it in the practice rounds at Augusta, where you really kind of need to just learn the course or just figure out the course where it's playing that week. Right. I think an event like this is is being it's a big for it's a big that speed that's playing too because he needs a little bit he needs a whole lot of confidence to to go into next week. All right, make sure you send all your club recommendations in Minneapolis to at Chris Fleek yeah, too, please. Right. Exactly. Bear's going to want to get down after the game. Hardly, maybe I, table yeah, yeah, bottle yeah, service. Exactly. After after the game Saturday, it'll be a late night at Sports Center. <laughs> Followed by an early early Sunday Sports Center hit, and then after the game on Monday, it, it will be will be will be up. We'll yeah, have you the, will. We'll have that Minneapolis Bears on the PJ against Min- Augusta. Min- Min- no Min- big Min- deal. Minneapolis Augusta nonstop. Leaving us minions in, in Minneapolis. You should you should come to come to Augusta. I'm not invited to that place. You you can come hang. I can't out. even get a credential. You can come. Hang, you can stay with the Bull and I. All right, we'll see. Uh, take us away here, bud. The less you bet, the more you lose when you win.